0: Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports.
1: The local sports leader. Suns Lakers tonight. You'll hear it here on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader starts at 7 o'clock and he's the closest thing, Gambo. We've got to a Los Angeles correspondent which we're very glad to have. We end up talking to him quite a bit. George Sedano, ESPN 710, co-host of the Sedano and Cap show. And you doing the sideline tonight, George? Is that the plan? Yep, I'll be there. All right. What are you expecting? How desperate are the Lakers going to be in this one?
0: Oh, I'm expecting the Lakers to be incredibly desperate. I mean, they almost blew a game against Orlando the other day. Austin Reeves had to save them. There's a lot of scrutiny right now on Anthony Davis, and teams are doing the smart thing on Anthony Davis. They're double-teaming him immediately when he touches the ball, even if he doesn't have the ball. They're shading him with a second defender, and they're basically telling the Lakers and Darvin Hamm, you got to beat us with somebody else. It's not going to be Anthony Davis.
2: Well, in comes Austin Reeves because he's been their hero. Uh, Austin Reeves has been really good for them. I know Wayne Gabriel's played well, but I don't know. I I look at this team. They lost to Houston the other day. Anthony Davis didn't play. He said he wanted to play, but they held him out. You can make an argument that was the right thing to do, but if they miss the playoffs by a game, that game's going to come back to haunt them.
0: Oh, my God. There's no question. I mean – it's a talk show host dream, basically, if they miss the playoffs <laughs> by one game. one game. I mean we'll be we'll be talking about that for an entire off season. What are you talking about? But um yeah, look, it it I get that a lot of these players are not in control and these medical staffs are in control and the owners have empowered them over the coaching staffs. I've seen it all across the league. And you know, I, I I feel for Anthony Davis because the organization and the medical staff in that situation puts him in a tough spot because he tends to get the blame in that scenario. Especially with LeBron out, he's the guy everybody's focused on.
2: I, I'm looking at, f- at future draft picks. I, would it be such a would it be such a bad thing if the Lakers don't make the playoffs this year? They, the Pelicans have the right to swap picks, but the Pelicans may not make the playoffs either. So you might have two teams that are in the lottery, and maybe those picks ended up you know, right next to each other. Would it be such a bad thing if the Lakers ended up with a lottery pick?
0: Conventional wisdom says no, it wouldn't be such a bad thing, except conventional wisdom doesn't fly in Los Angeles when it comes to the Lakers, especially on a team with LeBron. And I know he's missed a ton of time and he's had some really bad luck with injuries, particularly in his time here in LA, but you know, that's part of the deal. You kind of had to expect that at some point he wasn't going to keep playing 70 some odd games a season, especially as he got older and now he's 38 years old, but yeah, you can't have a situation where you miss the playoffs back to back years with LeBron, even if he only has played 45 or whatever uh, amount of games it's been, it just would be a terrible look for them. But, But to your point, because New Orleans is also in a weird predicament because of Zion Williams and his lack of – Williamson and his lack of availability, then I think that, uh, yeah, it wouldn't be too bad. But people here would not – I mean, listen, people would go nuts if they missed the playoffs again.
1: George Sedano joining us here on the Bernstein and Gambo show in Los Angeles co-host of the Sedano and Kep show doing sideline tonight for ESPN when the suns take on the Lakers George I, I really I do want to get back to the Anthony Davis thing because I'm just what 10 games 11 games I don't know exactly how many the Lakers have do you expect is it will it be all hands on deck or do you expect that the the medical staff will continue to manage this for Anthony Davis and then kind of on the the back end of that does that mean the potential of more missed games for him down the stretch
0: well, to my knowledge, and I, I'm pretty sure they, they talked about this yesterday, um, he's going to be full go the rest of the way, okay. including the one potential back-to-back that they have, which would be April 5th against the Clippers, which could end up becoming a pretty huge game considering the Paul George situation at the moment. It kind of stinks that all we do is talk about injuries with these guys. Um, and, you know, and I'm not blaming anybody. Like, you know, freak things happened. What happened to Paul George at the end of that game yesterday – I was watching it. It was just nuts. It's just like terrible luck. Uh, So it sucks that we're talking about this this way. But, yeah, that one could end up being a big one. And, oh, by the way, I'll be there too that night. I'm actually on the schedule for that one. So uh, I am curious to see uh, how that one potentially uh, sizes up once we get there. Yeah, you
2: know, we said this yesterday on our show. It's like, you know, you look at the top three teams ahead of the Suns. It's the Nuggets who have been struggling. Memphis, no Adams, no Ja right now. Clark's out, yep. and and then it's Sacramento, which is a nice story. They've been very healthy. Then you look at the three teams right below them: the Clippers, the Warriors, and the Mavs. Like, yeah, I don't want any part of those three teams, but I wouldn't mind right. taking the top three teams. It's just, it's just such an odd year. I'd imagine if you're the Lakers, you're like, okay, get LeBron back with four or five games to go, and if you get you, if you can get out of the play in, you might play Memphis, you might play Denver, you might play. Uh, sacramento you might have a matchup that you possibly could win right
0: that's exactly what they're thinking
2: look lebron senses
0: the weakness in the west and i think that that's why he's going to do everything in his power to try to get back even if he's not a hundred percent and if i had to guess and this is pure reckless speculation on my part he's not going to be a hundred percent because let's just use deductive reasoning here he was already playing on a bad left foot before he had the injury against the Dallas Mavericks, where the entire world saw him say three times, I heard it pop, I heard it pop, I heard it pop. (laughs) So that's not going to be good for him, is my guess. So they're going to do everything they can to try to help him. He's going to try to do everything he can to get on the court because of that, because they see that the Western Conference is nowhere near as good as the East is right now. If you look at the top three teams in the East, I don't care who came out of the West. I favor them against anybody, even... Even the Suns, who I think are the clear-cut favorite if KD's healthy, just because they wouldn't have played as many games as as one would like, right, together. So uh, I think that the top three teams in the East, Milwaukee, even Boston who's struggling, and Philly uh, would be favored in a matchup uh, against any of the teams out West in the finals,
1: You read my mind, George. That was exactly the next question I was going to ask you. We are of the belief that if, big if, but if Kevin Durant is healthy, there is no team the Suns should fear in the West. You just said it a second ago. Do you believe a healthy KD means the Suns are the overwhelming favorite in the Western Conference?
0: Yes, absolutely. He's the most malleable player in the sport. You can plug and play with him pretty much anywhere and have results. So when you look at a guy like Devin Booker, particularly who's become one of my favorite players in the league, um, I, I think that their games, you know, have incredible synergy already together, and we saw it in a very brief amount of time. Uh, Chris Paul, at this stage of his career, is kind of the perfect—I would call him almost fourth best player, right, on this team potentially, third on some days. And and I think that because he's such a willing passer um, and is so good at still getting guys in positions to succeed, then I think that. Um, you know that that's beneficial for them. And look, Aiton. I, I know there's been a lot of talk over the years about effort and things of that nature. I know the first 20 games of the year, I think he was like something like 58th in rebounding rate or something ridiculous like that. And then he really turned it on. But as long as you get an engaged the Andre Aiton, and I think that's part of the the only minor issue that I would see that would be part of the problem there is how many touches can you get Aiton in this scenario with Booker and KD getting the bulk of them because. If you're going to want him to play defense, you better make sure he's still engaged on the offensive side of the ball and you get him engaged on the offensive side of the ball because I feel like those two things are directly correlated, his effort on defense with the type of touches he may get on offense.
2: All right, if I take a look at this Lakers roster two years from now and – uh, D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley. I mean, some of the new guy. Is there anybody you could say yes? The, these guys will definitely be here for the long haul. They like him. They want to build around them. Jared Vanderbilt is probably the only one. Um,
0: I know he's got. Uh, he's up. He's up after next season, and he's only four and a half million dollars. He might be the steal of that entire trade because a the salary I just mentioned, and b he's just like the perfect Swiss army knife on defense. Like he can guard from the three point line into the post. Um, His shot is a little suspect at times, but he can pass the ball really well. He's got good court vision um, and he's pretty good at getting to the basket too. If he, if he could develop a more consistent jumper, then I think he'd be a real steal for them. But I, I, he's probably the only guy if I had to look at that roster, because you're telling me two years down the road, I I think they're going to run this thing back. But I don't know how many of those guys will be on the roster two seasons from now.
1: Last one for George Adano from ESPN 710. We promised you 10 minutes, so we want to make sure we deliver. But since you're in L.A., I got to ask you about Paul George. You mentioned him a moment ago. What's, what's, what have been the reverberations of that injury, and what are you hearing about a timetable for his return, George?
0: So, right now, our own young Masuk, who covers the Clippers for us, says he'll be reevaluated in two to three weeks, which basically means he's probably done for the regular season. So, that's not good for the Clippers, because they're bunched up with you guys, as you mentioned earlier, you, the Warriors, and them, and that means a lot more on Kawhi. Now, Kawhi has played great over these last couple of weeks, for the most part, and I want to say, you know, I'd have to go back and look at this, but he's probably played in, I want to say like 27 of the last 32 games that they've played. So Kawhi is back to playing on a regular basis. So, but it puts a lot more on them. Now they're a deep team. They're arguably the deepest team one through 12. I think sometimes their problem is they have too many guys that they can play potentially and mixing and matching sometimes can be a challenge, but I, I am curious to see how this thing unfolds because if you saw the end of that game yesterday, there weren't a lot of options when Lou Dort was was glued onto Kawhi. Kawhi couldn't get by him, and him and Marcus Morris Senior had a big problem at the end of that game trying to figure out if he was going to set a screen or not. Kawhi Lou, you know, kind of threw his hands up in the air like, "What the hell was that?" Uh, and they lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder. So, I think they're going to have some stuff to figure out. Luckily for them, I think Ty Lou in the Western Conference is probably the best tactician yeah. that is available on those uh, on those rosters that we have teams in the playoff or play-in area, but there's just not a lot of time. So uh, I, I don't know where they'll be, but my guess is they're not dropping out of the play-in, I don't think, by any stretch of the imagination, but they can be a team that can go from a playoff scenario right now where they're at into the play-in scenario. if They can't fix this thing quick.
1: George, good stuff as always. We appreciate the time. We'll talk soon, okay? You got it, guys. Anytime. Take care. Thanks, George. George Sedano from ESPN 710 LA, co-host of Sedano and Cap, also NBA sideline reporter for ESPN. He'll handle the sideline duties tonight.